0: Hello, I'm back from Calming Mind this evening to hopefully complete, uh, not a therapy session, but some explanations on chronically anxious thoughts. It's I did try to do this yesterday, but I had a snorting baby by the side of me, and then the phone went. So I had to just shut off recording, and hopefully tonight... With the house all quiet, I can try again. Because it's been brought to my attention that people, children, people of all ages are suffering very much from terrible anxious thoughts. And so with me explaining and going into what anxiety or nervousness, what it is... And explaining in the voice that I would use to relax you and to tell you how to night soothe that as you are calming down because that's what my voice and this one method of speaking does. It will relax you and all the information that I'm giving you is almost like a, um, a story that will soothe you but help you with some knowledge. So I will proceed to to do that. I I come from a genuine place of doing this. I have suffered this way for the majority, I would think, all my life. Only when I was younger, it was something that we didn't know anything about. If you uh, were, it was called sometimes a nervous breakdown, which was something nobody wanted because you would be put in a home or in a medi- mental hospital and not a very happy outcome. fortunately, um, with, uh, I would say, not self-understanding, but I had something in me that kept kept my anxiety or nervousness somewhat in control, that, so that I had to do what I had to do every day. Even as a child, I didn't have any parents that understood or helped me. And as I say, uh, there wasn't very much out there. So debilitating anxiety sometimes, as much as in night terrors and fears as a child, trying to make, trying to soothe myself. A terrible, terrible time in my teens, which after I had children, the anxiety abated a bit because I took the anxiety off myself and worried about my children, and then progressed to learning about it and knowing that it's terribly frightening, but it's something that is livable. And the goal is not to overcome anxiety, but to recognise stresses and to learn to tolerate the worries. Function as well as you can. And... Just don't worry about what other people say. It's not them that's feeling this way. It's your way, your nerves. And they've become a little uncertain. We avoid things that we're fearful of. We forget that we can handle it because whatever age you are, you, we, have lived with the anxiety all our lives up until that time. If we're five, 10, 50 or 100 years old, we will and do get through because it's okay to feel this way. But wouldn't it be better if you didn't? This would have helped me so much all those years ago to know that I really didn't have to suffer this way And when I was young, we called people who were anxious all the time, nervous Nellies. Maybe it was mean. Maybe it was because we were actually nervous Nellies ourselves. And it was better to point the finger to another. And then we wouldn't be seen as anxious. Or shy. Or quiet. Or sometimes even dumb. Unfortunately, that's one of the things that people say to you if you're very anxious and shall you're silly. Don't be stupid. And, and horrible names. But we can't help it. We just can't help it. And it's hard to do lots of things. That's a fact. And they only get easy if we've done something over and over and over again. Anxiousness or nervousness, we really don't want to do over and over and over again. But if we do, it becomes easier. It becomes easier to get worked up, I suppose. The more you do it over and over again, you get worked up and we just make something else A new fear, if we get used to one fear, we're so used to being anxious and afraid of things, we do it over and over again and then that one becomes a little easier so we find another fear and something else to get worried about. Nervous Nelly in the dictionary means somebody cautious, a little fussy, very sensitive. None of that is wrong, is it? When these fears arise, why not tell that nervous Nelly to just go away? There was a few years ago, probably still is, a song called Nelly the Elephant. It had a catchy tune and and every time I hear Nelly, that song comes to mind, but how appropriate when I think about it now, anxiety is like an elephant sitting on your chest. Nelly, the elephant just plonked down on your chest. Tight and uncomfortable. You wouldn't put up with that, would you? So give your nervous Nellie a shove. Acknowledge it. You know, yeah, something's bothering me, but I will get through it. And just think about what's making you very uncomfortable. Look at what's unsettling you. And then think about it as this dirty grey elephant. One you can chew away. Not easy, but possible. Nerves, you know, are a complex system that relay information from skin and muscles back to your spinal cord and then to your brain. They get a little frayed and frazzled at times and they respond really, really well to soothing. But unfortunately, it's very difficult when we're frazzled and all um, tensed up and fearful and not knowing what to do. It's very hard to soothe ourselves, but I can, talk, I can soothe you by talking calmly and relaxing you. But can you soothe your nerves? So give them a place. They're an important part of you. So what if no one else admits to having these nerves? So what if they make us sensitive Sensitive is much nicer than unfeeling, isn't it? And if you couldn't feel or have sensations, say when you burnt yourself, touched a hot stove or something, because you've got sensitivity, you pull your hand away or whatever part, touch the hot thing. If you didn't, from... A tiny burn, that's what you get when you release your hand quickly. If you had no feeling, you'd ignore that little ouch and you would just hold your hand or your arm or your foot on that fire or hot plate or whatever, and you'd be burnt to a crisp. Irreparable. So embrace those nerves, give Nelly a break, talk to your nerves, serve them serve them, soothe them. And they will calm down. They will calm down. It's something that, as far back as I can remember, when things really, really bad happened, and then, then, not that they went away, but time makes things. If you if you're worried going to bed at night, when you eventually go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, everything's different. Usually for a while you do feel good and you can feel normal and then back it comes. Or you could go a whole day or maybe a couple of days if you're doing something different and your mind's occupied and then boom, it's back again. So take your mind back to remembering that this happens. It's there. It calms down a little as you calm down subsides and then you know you can feel better if you just let it subside and next time when it comes creeping up on you just take that breath and think darn you elephant shoo go away and I'll I'll finish this this with a little story that might explain everything that happens to us you must grow and unfold in your own time. There's no rush. And if anxiety or fear holds you back for a while, that that's good, that's fine. Don't push yourself, take your time. And this is a story of a an emperor moth. It's from unknown origin. It's a tale of Hurrying a natural event, and anxiety is a natural event. It's information going around your body, so don't rush it. This is the story. A man found a cocoon of of an emperor moth. Fascinated by the mysterious and rare specimen, he took it home so he could watch the moth come out of its cocoon. The next day, a small opening appeared. He sat and watched the moth for several hours as it struggled to force the body through that little hole. Then, it seemed to stop making any progress. It appeared as if it had gone as far as it could through that hole and become stuck. Then, it stopped moving completely. The man felt awful for the little moth. So in his kindness, he decided to help it get free. He took a pair of scissors and snipped off the remaining part of the cocoon. The moth came out and emerged very easily. But then the man noticed that its body was all swollen and its wings were small and shriveled. Poor little thing. The man continued to watch the moth as he expected that at any moment the wings would enlarge and expand to be able to support the body. The wings became or would be large and the body would be normal but neither happened. In fact, the little moth spent the rest of its life crawling around with a huge swollen body and shriveled wings. It never was able to fly. The man in his compassion and haste didn't understand that that restrictive cocoon and the struggle required for the moth to get through that tiny opening was just nature's way of forcing fluid from its swollen body into its wings. This would help the wings fully develop. And once the moth achieved its freedom from that cocoon, it would be ready for flight. For the moth, freedom and flight could only come after a struggle. But the man hadn't known this. And depriving the moth of the struggle and trying to push it or rush it out of the cocoon, he unintentionally crippled it, preventing that little moth from becoming everything it was supposed to be. Maybe you're in a cocoon right now to enable your wings to grow. And with love, patience and pride, you will watch yourself begin to move forward one step at a time. We need to know the difference when we're just stuck, when we're over anxious, when we're chronically anxious, or when we're just simply in our cocoon waiting to grow. We need to give ourselves time to emerge so that when we do, we will know how to fly. So, everybody, let yourself fly at the right time. Be patient. Patience allows you to grow and spread your wings. And I promise you, I really promise you, that going or gliding along with your fears or anxiety, making yourself your special place. Wherever you are, you know that you can say to yourself, I can get through this. I'm just going to take my time. I'm going to ignore what other people say or think. And I promise, as I have, you understand, you begin to understand what anxiety or nerves or Tension or fear, what it is, and it's a part of life that we all get. Some handle it better than others. But with all these explanations that I'm trying to tell you and explain to you that it's perfectly normal, don't rush out of your cocoon. And when you're relaxing at night or during the day, Feel that cocoon around you protecting you again. And you can emerge from that cocoon anytime to go about the things you have to do. And we are luckier than the little emperor moth. Because I don't know if the little moth could visualize its cocoon being protective to it. When it's taken flight. But we can. We have the ability in our mind to just spin a cocoon around ourselves. Our protection and anxiety will lessen. So take care everybody and I hope this little explanation will give you some peace of mind if you're chronically anxious. I'll be back.